Design by Wingnut Social is brought to you by Wingnut Social, the interior design and home pro marketing agency for you guys. Learn more at wingnutsocial.com. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social, helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice. Hey kids, and welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social. I'm your host, interior decorator, Darla Jethro Powell. <laughs> and you're going to love today's guest, Marley Major. My goodness, she's my new best friend. She just doesn't know it yet. What a brilliant conversation I had with her on the subject of just attracting celebrities, attracting those luxury high-end interior design clients doesn't necessarily have to be celebrities, but she has some terrific advice on that. And let me tell you, she has worked with a lot of them, a lot of big ones, a lot of big ones she can't talk about. You know what I'm saying? All right. But before we get into my fun conversation with Marley Major, you know, I got to tell you about her. Marley is better known as the party goddess. So you know, it's going to be a good time or the profit goddess. She is a force to be reckoned with in L.A.'s event planning scene. Marley is the CEO of, naturally, The Party Goddess, a nationally acclaimed full-service event planning and catering company, and the author of, But Are You Making Any Money? <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from partners and spouses and friends. But are you making any money? <laughs> <laughs> a witty and lauded business guide for entrepreneurs. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Marley Major to the show. Hey there, Marley Major. Welcome to the show. It's nice to have you on. How the hell are you? I'm freaking fabulous. How are you? You are freaking fabulous. I'm very well. Thank you so much. You are freaking <laughs> fabulous. I have to tell you guys before we get into this conversation with Marley. I mean, <laughs> I have... Disclaimer already. <laughs> disclaimer. A good one, though. I've interviewed hundreds of interior designers and experts and uh, on this show. And I have to say your about page on your website, I'm looking at my screen over here is one of the most entertaining and fabulous about pages I have ever seen. <laughs> you guys need to go over to thepartygoddess.com and hit up the about for, for Marley Majors. You will be entertained, you'll laugh, you'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> cry like I do every time I go back and try to like do I need to add anything edit it whatever yeah it, it was much better than cats I would see it again and again I don't know if you remember that from Saturday Night Live. no terrific I was like I was just I was just wrapped up in it it's terrific a terrific job of storytelling and an example of attracting your ideal client because you were telling me you know it's either what did you tell me in the green room about the effect basically they they read the about uh you because know, most of them are like and then so-and-so was in corporate america and they live in connecticut with their two children and ride tricycles and you know went to the air force academy and mine obviously reads very differently and my whole thing was listen i would rather just spill it myself and be in charge of the narrative and have people like oh my god i love her like i don't care because let's face it you know my the product i sell is a luxury product it's expensive People can, you know, get it sort of in other places. And so they need to have that emotional connection. And so yeah. I wanted them to either be like, oh, my gosh, I love it. I don't care. I'll pay like 10 percent extra just to deal or like <laughs> that girl's bat, you know, whatever I could do, which which I'm both. But yeah. Okay, so here we go. Here's my favorite piece from your auto from your autobiography from your about <laughs> pages. Marley grew up in Pasadena, California the daughter of super sweet, smart, conservative parents who wanted to raise reasonable children. It worked with her brother. <laughs> 
<laughs> I actually forgot about that line. Now I'm kind of like, that was really freaking good. I went, now the first thing I think of is like, was I drinking when I wrote that? Because that sounds like me with one martini in, which is always the best me, you know? But yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. Well, anyway, there's more where that came from, folks. Go and check that out. So I digress. I had to put that out there. And that's a terrific uh, example of, of just authenticity and being yourself and attracting your ideal client. And I'm sure it's worked out well for you. Okay. But I digress. So I want to get into today's topic, right? So you you specialize in events and party planning and, and that kind of situation. And of course, I read the bio to the your bio to the audience, but um, without giving away spoiler alerts too much in your about page, because I do want people to go to your website. Tell us a little bit about your expertise in this field. And I have a burning question that relates to the interior design industry, and we'll just have a convo. I have a celebrity-based catering and event planning company in Los Angeles. And yes, we do travel. And I like to say that we do A, P, Q, and R as far as events go, or A to Z, meaning like you can call us and say, hey, listen, here's my date, here's my budget, and like come back to me with a proposal and we find the venue and the musicians and everything else to make it happen. Or you can say, hey, listen, I have the venue and I have the photographer and I have the invitations, but I'm stuck on everything else. Can you pull it all together? And so then that's what we do is we can pull it all together. So we meet our clients where they are. Now, where they are happens to be high-end clients um, with a disposable income that they're willing to spend. Because yeah. I think that's a key piece uh, that I've learned very much the hard way is that just because people have money does not mean that they are going to spend it on what your product or service is. So Growing up in Pasadena, that's a huge piece because you have very, very wealthy people, but a lot of them are trust fund, a lot of them, and there's nothing wrong with that, but they are not necessarily looking to spend their nest egg just because their net worth is, you know, tied up in their house or whatever. So what you have to, to realize is that you, you, you kind of bloom where you're planted, but you have to be really strategic about, about who your, your clients are. And so mine are, you know, Sophia Vergara, I mean, we've done events for Sophia Vergara, Gwyneth Paltrow, Britney Spears, Snoop Dogg, Pierce Brosnan, Katherine Heigl. Um, I mean, like the list just goes on. Angie Harmon. I mean, it goes on and on. Every time, like lately, actually, I've been seeing TV shows. I'm like, oh, that was my, I'm saying to my daughter, like, oh, that was my client. Oh, that was my client. I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but so, and then because of that, which is so, what's so ironic, because we didn't used to have celebrity clients like in the, in the early days, but it was a very strategic decision for me because I realized that if you have celebrity clients, the rest of the world will think you're good at the job you do, which is wrong and pathetic and but it is the way it is. And then because of that, we got tons of publicity. So I've been on every major, I mean, talk about it, let's just sell it, but like every major network, ABC, NBC, CBS, HGTV, E, um, you know, in the Wall Street Journal, in the Rob report of the new profile coming out in another magazine, like in a week, I mean, Marie Claire, Martha Stewart, on and on and nice. on. But the point is, is that you have to, you're, you're kind of only as good as your last event, right? So you mm -hmm. have to keep not only identify who your target audience is going to be and who you want to keep working with, but you kind of got to keep that up and then keep letting everybody know, like with podcasts and magazines and all these different things that yes, you're still in business and this is still what you're doing because, you know, the pandemic wreaked havoc in a lot of different ways, not just like shutting events down. So Marley, I, I have the question I want to ask you about the interior design business, but you're, you're explaining your expertise and your success led me to another more immediate question. So working with celebrities is an aspiration that a lot of my listeners have. They want to get celebrity clients because you'll see Architectural Digest is listing the celebrity homes of the designers now. That is what's getting 
butts in the seats for everything. How did you get started attracting those high visible clientele in order to, you know, increase your marketing and your gravitas and your expertise and have people hire you there? That, that's got to be hard to break into. What was your big break there? It is. I think the hardest part, though, is just deciding to do it and that you're not going to give up until you get it done. Because (laughs) to me, the hardest part is like, oh, my gosh, I have this elephant to eat. Like, I really I don't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. And that's what just keeps most people on the couch. But I knew it was the difference between being successful and not. So first of all, I did what I always do, which is I started with the strategy and I wrote the goal down. And So I should probably say that the reverse. I wrote the goal down and then I created the strategy from it. And my goals, I'm very, I've been setting goals since I can't even remember, like every year, constantly writing them, updating them. And they're simple, but they just say like, you know, I have, and then fill in the blank, X number of A-list celebrities, how many of them I have a year, like who they are. I listed all kinds of samples. Like, so I made it feel in my brain, like I was already working with these people right now. That's a whole thing that you're, you know, cause your brain kind of can't tell the difference if you just kind of keep behaving as if. So I, so I wrote that down. I knew what I was after, but then it's like, okay, then what? So then believe in God or the universe or whatever, you, you, you sort of have to let it marinate a bit. But what happened was I started it was at the forefront of my mind. It was very important to me. And so I started kind of including it in conversation. So I was talking to one of my friends and she's like, what are you working on? And I was like, well, actually, I'm trying to get these celebrity clients. And, you know, most people are like, oh, that's cool. Blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, one of them eventually said, hey, listen, I have a friend of mine who might be able to help you with that. She's a publicist. And she works with a lot of celebrities like that from the fashion end. And she gifts them clothes and blah, blah, blah. Maybe she would talk to you. So I talked to her and she's like, I don't see what the, really the difference is. Sure, I can help you. So she got me in front of the celebrities with gift certificates. And the thing I think that we all have, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but a lot of us have, is this myth that celebrities have two tons of money and they just are throwing it all over the place and they don't care what things cost, which is absolutely not the case. And what was amazing to me is that celebrities like free stuff too. And <laughs> and if you think about it, which to me, it's like, Oh my gosh, like I didn't understand that world. Now I understand it very, very well. But, you know, all those gifting suites for all these Hollywood events and whatever, that is all free stuff that they get. They basically just get to like pull their Range Rover and be like, I'd like take that, that and that because the brands know one photo in Us Weekly or one photo with that, you know, Cartier watch or something is so much publicity. And so I was like, why can't I just model that? Right. And I, I try to, I mean, I spent most of my life reinventing the wheel. So I try once in a while not to. And, and this kind of works. So I sent out these certificates. And, and as I say, my friend said, you know, it's going to have to move the needle. Like, don't send them like, hi, here's a hundred dollars. And you're like, whatever. You know, we've all gotten things like that. But then I remember one of the days where I was like sitting on my floor in my office, like sorting something or doing, and, and my assistant was like, Jamie Spears is on the phone. And, you know, Jamie Spears, of course, is Britney's dad, sure. by the way. I'm a huge fan. I think he's the nicest guy in the world. And he, I was like, uh, you know, not, like, what do you, I was like, oh, this is Marley. Like, you, I mean, no makeup in sweats, you know, and that's when you're, and he's like, well, I got you, we got your certificate, blah, blah, blah. You know, and so you start going through this whole thing. Yes, well, this is how this works as if I do this every day, like as if I'm a phone operator, you know, Love reciting it. a script. And I was like, girl, freaking A, you just got to like, Love. and 
And then that's what happened. And then I got another one and then I got another one and, and, you know, you show up like, okay, how am I going to do this? But you, you figure it out, but I really think it all boils down to having those goals. And, but then what I did with my goals is because then what I started noticing is, oh, I started getting all kinds of celebrities and some of them were not the nicest, (laughs) greatest (laughs) celebrities. And so then I was like, let's go back to the goal sheet. And I realized on there, I had nothing about A-list celebrities who appreciate my work or who, so it's amazing how like choosy you start to get, but you have to be very specific about what you want, or you're going to start just attracting all kinds of stuff like flypaper. You know, you're going to get some flies, but you can get some gnats too. I love that they're, they're they're budget conscious and they want free stuff. And that's true. And I get um, something that I thought of, and it parallels a little bit, is high-end interior designers who come to us at Wingnut Social as a marketing agency for interior designers who want to attract luxury clients or high-end clients. They're like, I don't think they're on social. Yeah, they are. They're just people. Oh, <laughs> they, they, here's the thing. They yeah. might not be on TikTok. Maybe they are, by the way. Yeah, they but might be now, the, yeah. Right. But here's the thing is that you go, I would say you go fishing where the fish are swimming, right? And (laughs) you take your own head out of it. It doesn't matter what you think. It matters like, where do they, like, where do you see them photograph? Where do they hang out? Where do you think they drink coffee? Where do you, because all those things are tells, right? Because then you see what they appreciate. Like, are they always no makeup and but like, that what are what are their passions what are they i mean to me an easy way is just you start as i say you start figuring out like where they hang out a lot of times they hang out at different clubs and things a lot of times it'll be charity events or whatever but yes they definitely are on social media but here's the thing you can just reach out directly to them send them a gift certificate like like for example in pastina i think it's probably now all over but we have this showcase house, right. Of design where all these designers nice, and yeah. I can just, I can already hear like what your, your listeners would be <laughs> saying like, Oh, and you never get any business from that ball. So, okay, whatever. <laughs> but the point is, is that why not take the concept? So, uh, you know, a designer does a room in the showcase house, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, they get publicity or whatever it is. Yeah. But how about this? How about you don't send the, the celebrity a, a gift certificate to do their whole house how about you send them a gift certificate to redo a powder room or a cer- gift certificate to redo something that what I what I say is like high value to them, low cost to you, like meaning, you know, a powder room or something that's that's or, or here's the latest trend ever million dollar idea offer to redo their kitchen pantry. At, oh, because that yeah. is so trending. So there's much, a yeah. billion shows on it. You can be the Marie Kondo. You can be home those edit. those very yep. cute girls that are the the home mm-hmm. edit. Yeah, home edit yeah. with the Rainbow mm-hmm. Push Coalition. You can do that. And here's the thing: I am psycho organized. Okay, and I will tell you right now. And I label everything, and I have the, the whole deal. But somebody says, "Oh, I'm going to come over and organize your pantry," even though it's just organized by me. I'd be like, "Oh my god, yes!" Because yeah. I'm going to think they're going to have new labels. They're going to have new bells and whistles. And then your audience is going to say, but that's not what I want to do. I don't want to like organized pantries and whatever. That's not the point. The <laughs> point is you get in and you see how many kids do they have, right? Are they <laughs> into junk food? It's, re- it's all reconnaissance. Yeah. You get them to trust you. You get them to, you're like, oh my God, everything is expired. Okay. Maybe they travel a lot. Like that's your in, right? Like these days, 
We're all complaining about, you know, these social media companies are all like stealing our data and all this stuff. This is you going in to get the data, right? You go into somebody's pantry and you find out world. Do they buy luxury brands? Do they only shop at Costco? You just found out what grocery store they're in. Guess what? You're going to now run into them next week at Erewhon or whatever you're going to go do. But it's not hard. You just have to have like a, a way in. And to me, actually, that's the greatest idea ever. I love it. That's a terrific idea. You heard it here first, folks. That's a million dollar idea. You can send your checks over to Marley Major. Exactly. <laughs> and we net social. But hey, but here's the other thing is then get smart. Like, especially if you're in a, if you're in a hyper local market. So why not? Why not do like a collab, right? We all know collabs are everything. So mm-hmm. why not go to the local hardware store or even if it's not hyper local, like the container store or something and talk to their marketing department and say, hey, listen, I'm going to do a pitch to this X, Y, you know, these five celebrities. If they bite, would you do it with me? And we give and, you know, you give me 50 percent off the product or something, you know, that they need. You're now you're like starting the conversation. And will a lot of them say no? Absolutely. Who cares? You just keep knocking, knocking, knocking. And somebody's going to go, Oh my gosh, that's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, you only need that one or two to say yes. You only need that one or two. And then I guarantee you, everybody's going to be like, oh my gosh, I heard you just did so-and-so's pantry. Like, I want that. Can you do mine in black? I mean, that's how it goes. Because, and then they're so excited. I mean, my God, Drew Barrymore did one of the things with like the home edit girls. And I mean, she was practically freaking crying (laughs) on that show. I mean, I was just like, are we still talking about that pantry? But... (laughs) It's satisfying. So go like make them happy. And then, oh, by the way, I noticed your, you know, next thing, your garage. Have you ever thought of an epoxy floor? Like whatever the latest thing you guys are just step from there to then get what you want. That's terrific and highly motivating. If you have any self-doubt about going out there and doing that yourself, all you got to do is just channel some of Marley's energy here. You oh are a my go-getter. God. I'm, a, I'm just like, listen, I yeah. put my makeup on and my perfume for myself when I'm having a bad day. I have my new like ABBA song, which is not new. It's like 100 years old. I put on my phone, take a chance on me. And I was just like <laughs> singing in my horrendous voice with my makeup on and whatever. And I, I need, I'm, I'm going into this new venture and I, I was working with these bankers like in a field. I you know, that is pretty foreign to me. And I was just like, I'm going to sing ABBA until, and then sure enough, when I got this funding, I was like, yes, like, yes. (laughs) So you can be, no, I'll make up nowhere to go and it's fine. Still works. Hey, so I want to talk to you a second and ask you, what would it mean to you and your bottom line to get an actual paying client? From Instagram. Are you an interior designer who hasn't gotten any leads from Instagram at all? What kind of money are you leaving on the table? Well, enter Instagram for interior designers, our online digital course. If you're struggling to showcase your work on social media and you feel like you're not reaching your target audience and missing out on potential clients, then you need to check out our online marketing course, Instagram for interior designers. With over 1 billion, with a B folks, monthly active users, Instagram is the perfect platform to showcase your design skills and reach your target audience. And our course is specifically designed for interior designers who want to learn how to create a compelling Instagram presence, attract followers, and 
Cha-ching! Turn them into clients. In this course, you'll learn how to create stunning visuals, write compelling captions, use hashtags effectively, and engage with your audience. You'll also learn how to use Instagram's powerful features, such as Instagram stories and reels, to showcase your work and reach a wider audience. But that's not all. Our course also includes expert tips and strategies for growing your Instagram following and converting your followers into clients. You'll learn how to create a content strategy, collaborate with other designers, influencers, vendors, and use Instagram advertising to promote your business. The best part? Of course. Of course, of course, our course is 100% online. You can learn at your very own pace and on your own schedule, and you'll have lifetime access to all the course materials. That way, you can refer back to them anytime you need a refresher, you need to update, Etc. So if you're an interior designer looking to take your social media game to the next level, sign up for Instagram for Interior Designers today. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com. Check out Wingnut Academy. Drop down and check out that course. Oh, and I, did I forget to mention, there is a money back guarantee. If in 90 days you don't increase your reach and engagement and your brand awareness by completing this course and implementing what's inside, you'll get your money back. That's a no brainer. What would it mean to you to sign one client from Instagram? Come on, folks. Head on over to wingnutacademy.com, wingnutsocial.com. I, I love it. So, okay, now I want to ask you the question I, I thought about. When I was doing full-time design in Miami, I never did get to this point because I got a divorce and I moved and Wingnut Social happened, which I love. I'm, I'm not mad about it. But I thought, wouldn't it be a terrific idea that at the end of every of my design projects, I partnered or had some party planner thing for someone to have a, a second housewarming or a reveal of the design and have a party? What great publicity that would be. Do you agree? I not only do I agree, I agree even more than when you we were kind of, you know, noodling it a little like when I got a little bit of a whiff of it before. But here's why it plays into everything that's a trend right now. Right. What's a trend? Collabs. We talked about that earlier. Sure. So guess what? You partner with a party planner or you partner with, I don't know, could be the rug people. It could be the florist. Right. It could be a photographer. Because then think, then you have something you say, hey, listen, maybe it's not your giant housewarming party that you just had, but like, are there, are there, you know, five girlfriends you want to have over to have a luncheon and do a reveal with them and do a walkthrough and whatever. And oh, by the way, then you make sure you get their info. And if they want to do something with you, they get 10% off or something like that. And, you know, there's a whole thing about like, oh, you know, there's no discounts and stuff in luxury. I get it. You don't have to say like, here's a 10% off coupon. Right. And, you know, meet you in the Walmart parking lot. But you do. <laughs> there are ways. Right. You're like, well, I would love to work with you. And you change your language and then you give them something like I'd love to gift you that vase that you're redoing in your, you know, something. Because yeah. the thing is, is, is that it's about stepping stones. Right. And it's and the other thing, too, is that it's about leveraging. Right. You, you could do two projects a year. You leverage those two projects. Those two projects, as far as I'm concerned, should be on social media, like till the cows come home. And here's the other thing too, don't forget is not only should you celebrate because then you're celebrating the client, they feel so good. I would then have, and it's a reveal and I would do, I mean, maybe even hold back like one of the rooms that the client hasn't seen, like <laughs> something that was like really important to them or something you organized that they didn't know, or I mean, it could be, it could be anything, but, and then like take videos of it or even 
you know, give them two tons of wine and, and have the other ladies be like, I, what's your favorite part of the house? I love this. Or I love that she was talking about having a sunroom and she finally has it. Um, so there's so many ways to leverage it. And, and we just have to keep thinking that way and, and think of it like a staged photo shoot. This is crucial. So let's say that you do, I love your idea about you're going to have the party, but then, okay, let's face it. For you guys to be at the party, then you're going to be dressed up and have your, you know, your hair done. You're going to be in your cute outfit and whatever. Leverage that. Ask the woman before, can you guys take, can the photographer come in an hour early and take all these extra photos of shots and, and then create before and afters for your Instagram reels. Create like leverage the yes. mass out of it. Then yep. say, hey, ladies, could I get a photo of you guys sitting like eating lunch at this table? And then you, you know riff off of national dining room table week or whatever, because there is something for everything. <laughs> there and, really is. Yeah. And then what you do is you have the photographer um, is now tagged in all the Instagram things. And we, in event planning, I started doing this and I'm sorry, but it's gotten like to be one of my best ideas where we do staged photo shoots. And we, it's not like we're lying and saying that they're not or anything, but what sure. we do is we'll, we'll get products. So we'll get like, you know, we're getting pitched constantly for products. Like, can you talk, you know, use my ice cream. Can you use my whatever? So I say, great, put it all in. We're going to put it in the photo shoot. We style, I mean, assuming, you know, it meets our brand qualifications. Not. Sure. We style it, the whole deal. And then you, we have one photographer and then, but here's the key. Everybody who participate, like if they donated chocolates or they donated dishes or whatever they donate, they get to all use the photos as long as they tag us and nice. the photographer who took and the them. photographer. Yeah. And here's the thing. Then you have a bunch of photographers do it. And so because they I, I was just looking at one of our stage shoots the other day where we had, you know, photographers want to build their portfolios, too. So think about that. Like you're like, why would a photographer want to come and do this for free or for cheap? Because they want those same clients, too. Right. They yeah. want more interior design clients. And then what we did was we had like invitations and all this stuff. And we had a bunch of photographers. And so some of them photograph things this way. Some of them photograph things outside. Some of them focus, they focus on totally different things. But then you have this giant pool of photos for everybody to use. And all it does is like piggyback and leverage. And and it all can start with your idea of like the after party. And the after party doesn't have to be for 200 people, remember? Yeah. Yeah, no, I love this. And there, there's just so many brilliant angles from this. First of all, social media for days, for days, collaboration, getting tagged by other accounts, more eyes on your social media, more eyes on your business for days, referrals from party invitees, you know, that right. for, and like, yeah. what we're, and then and then you say, listen, I'm going to make this really easy on you this this part. So you say, I'll send out the invitation. Give me the emails of everybody you want me to send it to, right? And then you design the invitation, you send it out through, you know, something high end. And then guess what? You have the, the email invitation. And I'm not saying now, oh, Marley said now take this and go spam these people. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> but what I'm saying is there are opportunities and you know that you can do to follow up with the host or hostess's mm-hmm. permission. But but the point is to just keep thinking like leverage, leverage, leverage. And we know in social media that when you ask questions like Here's the before and after. What would you have done? Do you have a, you know, and then the, the mm-hmm. paint is whatever XYZ color of the year. You know, what do you think? What's your favorite green? What's your, what's your, sure. I mean, there's a billion things. Do you like Dunn Edwards versus, I mean, I don't know, whatever yeah. paint is out there. Engagement but questions. Yeah. It, it, which is what moves the needle. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. It's so brilliant. A terrific idea you had there. <laughs> yeah, right. 100% here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. As long as you don't edit that part out, I would like to underscore that was not my idea. No, I'm you just, you just guess. It, yeah. it was a nugget and you made it into something well, that was crazy good. You supersized the hell out of it. That's my that job. So, I mean, I, and, and guys, if you're out there and you're designing a project, I mean, the invest, the marketing investment for the potential return, it, it really is a no brainer. It's just something to look into for sure. So uh, if you haven't, if you haven't received enough value from Marley on this, episode right now. I do want to, before we wrap up, I want to ask you a question because in the green room, we were talking about a term that you were talking about, and maybe it's too long for the time we have left here, but you were talking about neuroeconomics. Um, it's a little bit of a different direction we're going, but before we close out here, I want to know what neuroeconomics is and how it applies to luxury celebrity client well, situation. I'll tell you exactly. And it's, okay. it's yes, it's a departure, but I'm going to, the, the, the through line is that it is leverage. You are leveraging. Okay. So what do I mean by that? So basically like way oversimplified, I'm not a Harvard PhD, but the, the essence to me of neuroeconomics is that we make buying decisions all the time that are not necessarily rational. Okay. It's the reason why you have in the grocery store, like why this eye level is so important. It's the reason why in, uh, in restaurants. And I, I remember the first time I think it was Baltazar was one of them in New York where I saw neuroeconomics totally at play. And basically in, in the food business, it's the, the idea where you have um, different price points and so you have like, you know, your basic low kind of stuff. And then you have your basic middle or whatever. But then okay. you have something outrageously high. Right. So in the old days in the Neiman Marcus catalog, for example, now kind of everything is expensive. But in the old days, it was like you had all this stuff and everything was expensive. But then you would have like the forty thousand dollar golden carriage for the kid. And you're like, who's going to get that? Right. This is where neuroeconomics comes into play. Neuroeconomics says X percent. And it's like 13 percent or something like that of people will always go for the highest priced item, period. That's them. Okay. Then they will, there are people that will always go for the lowest. So guess what? What does that tell you? And it's all just about placement, but it has to be really crazy high in order to attract, in order to be that lure, right? Mm -hmm. For people. Yeah. So even if you just Google neuroeconomics and just kind of dig in a bit, it's about if you make your product slightly larger, you make it the one in the middle versus the one over here, over here, people naturally gravitate towards it. So to me, it's like, why not leverage the direction that our brains are already going, right? Instead of always trying to push water uphill and like gas, mm -hmm. just go, okay, this is how our brains are wired. This is, and, and start in that direction. So to me, that's just kind of the nugget of like, you know, when you're bored, you go Google neuroeconomics and be like, hey, man, this chick. Wasn't as lame as she sounded in the beginning. <laughs> I love that we say that a lot with like a, the good, better, best, right? Selections where where you're tailored totally. to, and usually they want to kind of get you in that middle, better, sweet spot. That that seems to be where most of the people gravitate to. I've seen interior totally. designers, right? I've seen interior designers do this as well. They have good, better, best designer for a day, or they'll have consulting, or then they have complete luxury done for you, full service. So that that and. The middle they one is usually where most people fall. Yeah, right. And exactly. that is true. But then the one thing I can't, which is like, please don't cut this. I'll say it in 30 seconds. <laughs> the one thing that was the biggest game changer for us is the longer the the price is. So meaning what's the longest way to write a price? $20,000 and you write it all in cursive and zero one hundreds, right? And it's going to be like <laughs> this long. Well, our brains, the the longer we see that number, the the longer, like the more money it appears. So 
what what do you do? You strip it down. You do yeah. not have any decimal points, even if it's point zero zero. You take the dollar sign away. So what we did was on our proposals, if something was, you know, normally going to be twelve thousand three hundred thirty six dollars and seventy two cents with a dollars, like we made it twelve thirty, you know, three sixty. Period. Like mm-hmm. or not even period. Take the period out. Right. No dollar sign. People huh. still know it's on your invoice, whatever. That alone makes it feel less. Then huh. the other thing too is when you have too many line items, like there's that fine line where people don't want to feel like you just dumped the whole kitchen sink and said, hi, 750,000. But they also get brain fatigue when your um, invoice or proposal has yeah. too many line items. So that's where neuroeconomics kicks in. It's like, listen, spend an hour reading that. And then, oh, by the way, clean up. Because when we changed our proposals to that, it was so much easier just to get people to sign because they weren't like, you know, I don't know what <laughs> I to I get do. that way too. If I get a proposal that's c- confusing, I'm like, I get overwhelmed. I'm like, I'll deal with this later. And guess what? Later never comes. And you don't do it. Never, yeah. never comes. It really, no. it, that's brilliant. Marley, you have given us some amazing takeaways. This has been a very fun interview. But now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? I am very ready. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? She tried. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your one favorite food forever. What is it? Cheeseburger. But can I tell you why? Mm, That's mine. Yeah, go. Okay. Because you could separate it into many, many meals. So you could have the bread could be like breakfast. You could have just the beef. Then you would have the cheese. Then you'd make sure it was like with onion and lettuce. So that could be like salad in the afternoon, you see. So it'd be much less likely that you're going to get tired of the cheeseburger because it's a deconstructed meal of like seven different options. I was just going to say that's a deconstructed cheeseburger. And this, this is the kind of answer I'm looking for folks. I'm looking for someone who is surviving on this (laughs) Island. (laughs) Oh, I would be thriving. I'll tell you, I would be making tacos out. That beef would be ground. I'd have the lettuce. I'd be like, okay. Oh yay, Here we go. Ole. There's a chili. We'll add that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Last but not least, please recommend a book that has impacted you either personally or professionally. Well, of course, my own book, but are you making any money? But other than that, I'm going to say The E-Myth Revisited, Michael Gerber, Beyond. So if you never read another book again, that is the only one you need. Thank you. I mean, maybe other than the Bible or something, but you get it. <laughs> The mm. E-Myth Revisited. Yeah, that is an amazing book. Okay, so you yeah. did mention your book. So now it is time to tell us all yeah. about that. Yes. Yeah, so uh, basically, I wrote a, you know, we didn't get into it, but my life is much more of a train wreck than it looks like. And uh, <laughs> I wrote a business book called But Are You Making Any Money? After the question, my dad would always ask me when I would tell him how great everything was going. And he's basically like, I don't know, but are you making any money? Because last time I checked, <laughs> you're still asking me for some. And so I knew that I had to come up with my own way of deconstructing profit and loss statements for And, and I was creative, but I had a billion excuses like, I don't know. And so the secret sauce to my system is basically it's about tracking your time. And it's so simple. And when you realize that it isn't just hey, I bought a lamp for you know, $500 and I'm going to charge my client 1000 If it were that simple, we'd all have bank accounts overflowing, right? Because you just yeah. go, oh, I'm just going to have more margins. Um, and so, but when you add the time component in, which I make very simple, that was like, that literally changed my life. And uh, the other thing too is if you want to find out more, like we have a little like video series kind of about the book, totally free, not very long. And you can go to mini.theprofitgoddess.com. If you want to check that out, but otherwise see me on Instagram, you know, doing my usual. (laughs) And on Instagram, you're the party goddess. 
Yes, I am. All right. So they can go. Can they go buy the book at thepartygoddess.com? And oh, on Amazon. We'll, it'll just, just go to okay. Amazon and get it. I mean, yeah, oh. they probably get it. Through oh, the big time. Account. Okay, so the, the, and it is, but are you making any money? And, you know, I have yeah. a couple of friends whose husbands say that to them all the time. <laughs> oh, well, imagine that, right? Imagine. Oh, my wife is like now started this company and she forgets to make dinner and doesn't pick up the kids. And it's costing us. Yeah. yeah. Marley Major, thank you so much for joining us, guys. Run on over to thepartygoddess.com. Check out her about page if you don't do anything else. <laughs> But are you making any money on Amazon? And we so appreciate you being with us today. Thank you very much for having me. It was so fun. All right. So what did I tell you? First of all, the party goddess, right? She's the life of the party. She just totally took over this podcast, stole the show with her brilliant ideas. And I got to tell you, I am not mad about it. I think she had some terrific ideas for attracting those high-end clients. So if that's something that you are want to do, if that's a goal of yours, you want to get celebrity clients and be on the cover of Architectural Digest, because it does seem that that's the key anymore, right? Is to get those celebrity design situations there. Knock yourself out. What a terrific story. I, I really love it. Thank you so much for being on, Marley. And make sure to go and check out her book. But are you making any money? I think she said that was everywhere, right? She did. All right, guys, if you need help with your social media marketing for your interior design firm, there are three ways really to work with us. You can go check out Wingnut Academy at wingnutsocial.com. You can check out our very first completely on demand, done at your own pace, Instagram for interior designers, tons and tons of value there for the right price point for you to take and run with that and Get your Instagram to the point to where you can get those celebrity clients. If that's the way you work through with the workbooks and your value propositions, and when you go check it out, you'll know what I'm saying. Or if you need just a strategy, you want us to do that piece for you, and then you can just take that and run with it. You can do that as well. Or if you're like Darla, I don't have time and I don't want to do any of this crap. You do it all for us. Well, we got you covered there too. Wingnutsocial.com. Check us out. And if you have any questions and you want to have a chat with me to see how we can work together and for a good fit, just hit that little let's chat button there. Schedule a time, some FaceTime there, just like this. See right here. Mm, mm, is that how you do it? Yeah, like that, like that. <laughs> oh, and make sure to subscribe on Designed by Wingnut Social on our YouTube channel. You can just see what a complete dork I was there. All right, guys, that's it until the next episode. Remember to get out there, get uncomfortable, be freaking great. You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. My favorite excerpt to her. I'm going to read this really quickly. You guys do need to go check it out. Is Marley grew up in Pasadena, California, the daughter of super sweet, smart, conservative. Con <laughs> Let me say that again. My favorite passage, and you guys really do need to go check this out, is Marley grew up in Pasadena, California, the daughter of a super... I did it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe this is we'll just all be bloopers till the cows come home. Mercury's in retrograde. Bloop, bloop, bloop. There we yeah, go. Bleep. I am the greatest singer in the world. <laughs>